Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The Nightside Project. I may be super, but I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. All right, welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard. I got Alex Keery here. And Alex, was I right or what? About what? We were, we were what? talking yesterday, and didn't I say there's not going to be anything? There's going to be protests. Everyone's going to chill out and go Nailed back to it. their regular lives. Nailed it. And look what happened today. I read a I read a story uh, online about the only guy that showed up to the protest at the New York State Capitol building. <laughs> and he said uh, he was so disappointed, he thought he'd be joined by thousands of people. And they had all these barricades up for this big protest. There was one person. <laughs> and didn't I call it? The National Guard shows up. They just start. That poor guy, he got he got hit with all those uh, sandbag shotgun rounds. and uh, <laughs> like, But all of them. He got hit with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Extra pepper spray for you. <laughs> They just keep getting him with the rubber bullets. Get you know what? That happened to me once. Uh, so that happened to me once at the student union building at the University of Utah. You got hit with pepper Chick spray. Filet. Now they had a Chick Fil A, and I rolled up because oh, yeah. I wanted I wanted chicken nuggets, right? Uh-huh. So I rolled up the Chick Fil A, and it was a Sunday. No, 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 oh. no, no. But it was like just like a minute or two before closing, and I didn't realize it. And the guy's like, "Yeah, man, this is your lucky day," and he gave me all the remaining <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> the same i worked in champ dude i've told you that i worked at champ sports in the mall in the alderwood mall in lidwin washington in high school uh just north of seattle awesome it was it was like the it was peak mall you know and malls were were malls and uh we had the cinnabon we shared a wall with cinnabon Mm -hmm. and saturday i would more often than not it was not fun to work that three to ten shift on a saturday night because yeah. when you're 16, 17, you you want to fill your dance card not with uh, selling shoes and stocking stuff. So yeah. Um, but when but the but the big payout was sure enough on Saturday nights, depending on who the manager was working at the at the Cinnabon, you'd look over there too and be like, oh yeah, Phil's there, man. Phil is going to give us all of the family packs that they have left over of Cinnabons, and I was the dang hero because I'd roll up on Sunday night or Saturday night. And I'd put those, I'd put two or three stacks of those, you know, dozen cinnamon rolls on the table. And uh, the next morning, you know, Sunday morning, you wake up and you were the hero because you had cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Like classy cinnamon rolls. Oh, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. No, t- this is literally what up. happened to that guy 
at the protest yeah. just with just, he just got all the pepper spray. <laughs> this was pepper spray. Uh, but we didn't have anything up. Was anything? Did anything happen uh, here at the Utah State uh, Capitol? Nothing? Last I checked, I kind of monitored. I was like, all, all right, right, let's see yeah. who showed up. Last I checked, they had three, three oh, attendees. Yeah, okay. So we were doing better than New York. Um, what do but, you th- what do you think that comes from? Is that just like a is that the final concession? Like, all right, you, you can have it. Like, is it is that what it is? Like, they're not protesting anymore because they're just like, fine, let's move on. Yeah, everyone's just over it. But but you know what? We thought that was going to be the case with everything else. Uh, they'll move on after the election. They'll see the numbers. They'll move on. And they did. I think they've obviously moved on. <laughs> well, that's I'm wondering is it is it because President Trump actually finally walked out of the White House? Was yeah. that the thing that did it? Yeah. Well, because things like that, you need a leader. Right, you gotta have someone out there rallying you to the <laughs> to the cause, and there's not now. Uh, there's not now. Yeah, I'm just really pushing for Tiffany Trump uh, in 2040. You know <laughs> what I mean? To be the heir to the <laughs> 2042 to whatever. the MAGA insurrection. Uh, <laughs> I, I I feel bad for her because she's never the one who's like highlighted on anything. It's always Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric. And she's off in the corner. She just graduated from, like, Georgetown Law School. And she's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and yeah. you're like, nah. No, nah, nobody wants to hear from you. Stop it. Quit it. Um, I want to bring something up about if we're already doing current events here, Millard. Okay. So my mom got the vaccine. Oh, good for her. All right. That's wonderful. 70-plus group, you know, and so we're doing that in the state of Utah. Uh, there was there – was, there was uh, something nefarious uh, afoot. My mom gamed the system. What, what happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, How do you game the system? Well, Did she get, like, two vaccines? <laughs> she got them both. She got both doses at the same time. No. Uh, so, you know, we could – so seniors could start getting it this week. The the You say that the 70-plus crowd could get it yeah. starting on uh, this yeah. past Monday. And my mom, who we've just been – I mean, she's she's got some real anxiety about not getting it, about – you know, she's she's been absolutely just you know, uh, pedal to the metal on all the stuff because my dad has been sick. My dad passed away before Christmas, and and like that just ramped it up. I think for her, and and it was and it was just you know a lot. There's a lot of anxiety surrounding whether or not she could get the vaccine. And when they rolled out that they were going to do seventy plus earlier than they thought, then we were excited about it because we we're like, Mom, let's get you that vaccine. Let's get you the vaccine. And my mom is a bright person, but technology and, and frankly, anybody, I mean, go to California. There is no real, like they have, they have had zero way of like knowing where to get the, like, yeah, it's really been hard. People are going online. They're going, where are we supposed to go to even sign up? And they're like, oh, you can't sign up, but you can schedule a, this on the widget and there, and, and it's just a hard thing. And so some of these, ca- these County health departments have been back and forth, you know, about, yeah. And, and Davis County in the state of Utah, I think, has done a phenomenal job compared to some of these other places. And I think with with Spencer Cox now in the governor's seat, he's, like, really, really pushing hard. And I love it. Like, let's get this thing going and let's have, like, clear ways of getting it. And so they said – and so I was checking all the time last week uh, because it was going to be Monday they could start getting doses. So I thought, well, they're going to roll out the sign-up early. So I'm going to check out – I'm going to check it out all the time. So Friday rolls around. Last Friday, and I get online. I, I get online at one a.m. Friday or uh, Thursday night, and it still hasn't opened for scheduling yet. And so I'm like, ooh, because they said Friday was as early as you could start doing it. So nothing at one a.m. I go to bed, and I wake up at eight, and my sister calls me. And is like, it's already full, and I was like, no, and she's like, yeah, already full. 
call my mom. Or no, I get a call from my mom. She's like, signed, I got signed up. And we're like, what? You know, because it was kind of a long process. And she got signed up. And I was like, this is amazing, mom. You, you got signed up? She's like, yes, I got signed up. I got, the, I got the confirmation email. I didn't really have the address. I couldn't find where the address was on the email. Uh, it's, it's something like legacy events. And I was like, yes, perfect. Send me the email. Tuesday, I said, well, when's your appointment? She goes, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Last Saturday at 2 o'clock. I go, mom. They're not even oh. doing they're not doing the vaccines for your group until Monday. Oh. And she goes, Well, let me look. And she goes, I can't even find the email. It's disappeared. Uh my sister <laughs> my sister goes, uh, I got I'm looking at mom's email here. She signed up as a teacher. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> and I go, Mom, you signed up as a teacher. She but the thing is, is on the website, it has the groups on there and it has the little tab next to it. And 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 uh, she thought that it was just like, hey, if you're in any of these groups, press the schedule. And she did. And it and uh, anyway, we're like, mom, you it's not that's not your group. They're not going to allow you to do it because you have to show up with an ID. And she's like, oh, and then you got to show up with a school ID. So she calls the place up and they're like, you can't cancel or, or it says online you can't cancel them or whatever. You just I yeah. guess you don't show up and the dose goes to somebody else. Anyway, my mom goes to the place on Saturday. And was she's like, like, I'm going to just try. She's like, let me, and, and to be like, sorry, I didn't know what the thing was. And the people just straight up were like, uh, let's see your ID. Uh, not teacher's ID, just looked at her ID. And they said, all right. And they, and they just matched it with her name on the thing. And, uh, and they did it. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, that's awesome. Now, lest you think my mom stole that dose from a teacher, there are, there were plenty of spaces and doses available for teachers if you were a teacher. Yeah, still available. No, I, look, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone faults what your mom for what happened. But I'm telling you, she was the happiest person on the planet. Good. All she did, did was she come over and talk to me. She came over. Dose. She started singing in my face. Like she started. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying she was. I'm not kidding. She could. She was glowing. She came over to my house and she could not stop talking about it. Like it was. <laughs> like it's the kind of thing where you're like, I won the lottery, but she's just like. I can't believe I got the vaccine today. I got my shot. And my kids are coming over like, hey, Grandma. And then she's like, did I tell you I got my shot today? And, I'm, and my kids are like, oh, okay. You know, like. Yeah. And then somebody said something about the month of February. She's like, February, huh? That's when I get my second dose of the vaccine. And <laughs> she was over the dang moon about it. So <laughs> my mom awesome. defrauded the uh, the vaccine system here in the city of Utah and got her vaccine early. Well, you know what? You got to take care of your own. Two days early, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I don't know, I was excited for it, but at the same time, I was like, Mom, how did you get the appointment? And she was like, they sent me an email. And I'm like, yeah, but where? Did, how did you have an appointment for Saturday? Mm-hmm. You either signed up as, like, the wrong group or something. She goes, said 70-plus on there. And I was like, okay, right. send me the email. And then she goes, it disappeared. <laughs> and so then I think she defrauded me, too, on the whole thing. So, no, it's fine. She got it, and we're excited for it. So there you go. Uh, tell your tell your mom congratulations from me. Did you have anything to bring up uh, on the program today, buddy? Should we do a little? Uh, oh, you have a Zen headline? I can probably rustle something. Okay, up. I've always got a few on standby, you know, because I do that on social media. Yeah, if you've yeah. got a t- Zen headline you want to share with anyone or everyone. Share with anybody. All right, Millard, roll it out. Let's hear it, buddy. All right. So this one is actually an update on a story that you may remember from December, because uh, it was, because um, it was, I think I want to say it was captured on uh, video. 
but a woman working at a fast food restaurant in suburban Atlanta was literally attacked by a man who didn't want ice in his drink. <laughs> and when she passed it out the window to him, he just th- threw it back at her. And when the next, when the when the person behind her pulled up, this poor woman Saeed was soaked and crying. She was also six months pregnant. Could you imagine that? Oh, what kind terrible. of person throws a drink at a uh, at a woman who's six months at, at anyone? Period. But let alone a woman who's a six pregnant months woman. Pregnant. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, this person that pulled up the next customer, she saw this happening. She's just expressed her outrage. How sorry she was. She left. A, she gave her a twenty dollar tip, and then she went online and she had an idea. She said, "You know what? Let's raise some money." So they use, she used Venmo and Cash App to gather up a little money. Donations started pouring in. And even just a few days after the incident, they were able to contact the restaurant, contact this woman, and let her know that $1,700 was waiting for her. They actually took it to her wow. envelope and said, hey, this is for you. That's awesome. And, um, and it was just... Brianna is the woman who was pregnant. She said, it's been such a blessing. There are still some good people out there. And for the most part, the donations were all five, tens, and twenties. The people are just moved by the story. They put together the cash and said, "You know, what? let's do something for this woman," because it's uh, it's. And you and I know this right from personal experience from watching our wives go through this. Um, what getting hit with ice buckets when they're no, uh, just being pregnant. pregnant. I mean, no. could you imagine being six months pregnant working fast food? That's a, a real Terrible. difficult job. A real difficult job. Well, you're definitely on your feet the whole time. I mean, yeah, and it's. You know, there's a lot. There's a so fast food workers get kind of maligned, especially when it comes to the the conversation about increasing the minimum wage. Like, yeah, but it's just fast food. But if you think about Bria, six months pregnant working fast food, then you know, then I think we start to realize that the human experience extends beyond just what you and I consider to be good work or appropriate work, and. Uh, Anyway, I appreciate her reading this. So there you go. Millard, good one. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, Buffalo. Uh, that's western New York. It is not great weather all the time. And that can cause some uh, grumpiness in the people around there. But the Buffalo Bills fan base, after Lamar Jackson, who played for the Ravens last week, got hurt during their game, mm-hmm. the fans showed up. This They've done this before. Um, he got hurt in their game. They donated uh, $360,000 over the weekend to his charity. Oh, my goodness. As, as a fan base. Because they're like, hey, man, uh, tough to get hurt. Thanks for coming up and playing against us. And they, everybody, like, they did this with Andy Dalton last year for the, for the Bengals. They just kind of do this thing where they – and it's a little bit of this, hey, you got hurt, and that actually helped us, and we ended up going to the next round of the playoffs, so we're donating to your charity. Like, it's kind of this weird – Thing, but uh, yeah, anyway. But so. they do it. I think it's cool. They do it cool. over the weekend. Three hundred sixty thousand dollars to his uh, to his uh, charity, to the charity of his choice. No, it's actually his charity. Uh, okay, Miller, uh, good good show today, buddy. Good Thanks, uh, good too. deal. Thanks. Uh, we'll be back again for more of these uh, episodes here. I'll be back uh, probably next week. So, Freethan Miller, I'm Alex Curie. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time, everybody. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.